naked shamanism. Welcome to With Insights Radio. I'm your host, Eddie Garcia. I will take you on a journey across the universe through shamanism, metaphysical, and holistic. So sit back and relax and enjoy the show. to the show today. Some adjustments here real quick. It's kind of like life. You gotta, always got to keep adjusting. Um, I hope everybody's doing well. I hope you guys are having a nice uh, start of your week. I know it was a beautiful day today. That's one thing that I will give today, that it was beautiful. Um, I'm Iggy uh, I can't talk. I'm Iggy Garcia. I'm your host. And um, hopefully you guys can stay with me here for the next 60 minutes and just kind of hang out with me a little bit so we can talk and share and go over a few things and just kind of just kind of feel the energies. So I want to take a little moment here to just uh, just take a deep breath. You know, for some reason, I, I feel a little um, I don't know. Today seems today wasn't a bad day or anything. It was just it just feels a little like I need to blow some air out, and just kind of let some energy move out. And bring some positive um, light in. Uh, I came home, took a nap. I wasn't planning to take a nap. I haven't taken a nap in a while, so I must must have been needed. So let's just take a few minutes here. And just let let that set in real quick with you. Feels good. And for those of you who are watching at home, just take a couple deep breaths in. Just kind of get gather your bearings a little bit. Just kind of hold yourself. I know Mondays can be <clears throat> can be uh, excuse me <clears throat> as I clear my throat here. I think everything's just kind of clearing here right now. <clears throat> wow! Oh my god! I wasn't like that starting the show, getting starting, getting ready for it. So <sighs> Mondays could be kind of a hectic day for some. Um, for me, I don't really think of Mondays any different than the other day. Maybe I get a little more excited about the weekend. Maybe I get all excited about things coming up where you can do things with people that you care about and love about. But um, during the week, you know, it's the start of a, another work week for some people. And for those who don't have to work, you know, uh, I'm waving back to everybody. Waving back. And I apologize if I can't wave to you all the time because I kind of get on a roll and talk a little bit. But um, uh, I'm going to light a candle today. And you love Mondays? Good, good. I love Mondays, too. I'm light a candle. And this candle uh, represents, uh, represents all the people who have transitioned since our last show. And remember all those who we love and we honor and we care about. So if you have somebody that you care about and you love and you haven't been able to express that, well, here's, here's a candle for uh, my mom and my friends and you know, the loved ones that we've lost here this just this year. And just remember that, you know, that flame will always burn as long as we keep it burning and keep remembering them and honoring them and keep them inside of us, keep their memory alive. And that's how we do it. So put this down here real quick. It'll light. It'll keep, keep it lit during the show. But, um, <clears throat> today, um, just I worked with my dad today. Today was a good day. We worked. We uh, were planning and strategizing and remembering the things that we need to uh, work on and the things that we're going to plan to be fixing in our building. It's kind of like his ship. My dad has a ship, and the building is a ship, and that ship uh, needs tended to, you know. And so from the outside, you know, from the outside, we uh, – we have one image of what we'd look like, and so does the building. 
metaphorically, this is going to be a good metaphor here. You know, we, we see things from the exterior and then we look inside and it's a whole different story. It's a whole different story. And it doesn't matter who you are. I don't know. It doesn't matter who's on this podcast listening. Um, inside is a different story for everybody. What we show the world and what we feel inside may coalesce and may not, may not be the same thing. So for some of us, you know, we, we show one face and then we have another. But it doesn't make it wrong or right. It's not, it's not necessarily a bad thing. It's just what we, what we are. Sometimes we, we, we pretend to be the happy-go-lucky um, person. And sometimes we, we, we are the person who is um, <clears throat> strong, but yet then we have our weak moments. And then, you know, we have the person who's indifferent. But, you know, everybody gives you uh, a piece of them, and they share that piece of themselves. Okay? And that piece of themselves is all, of, you know, what you see. Now, for example, <clears throat> I'll give me, I'll use me as an example. Um, how the world perceives me is probably much different than how the world really knows me. A lot of people, you know, are have one perception of what, how I look like, what I'm like, how I uh, portray myself to the world, and how, how I really am. But here's the thing. As me as an example only, I can say is that it's a half-truth of what we show. So part of us is showing, and the other part of us doesn't necessarily have to show, but there's a part of us that we, we hide from the world because we're afraid that the world may not accept us for who we truly are in that particular moment. Even though we say, I am who I am, and this is who I am, and, I'll, and if you don't like me how I am, then, you know, F you. You know, how many of us have ever said that? Well, I've said that. How many times? But the world could be a very fickle place. The world could be a very a place that, you know, it's not incumbency. It doesn't, it doesn't accept. And, you know, with all the things that have happened in this world, with all the things that go on, I can understand why people would be a certain way, why they would, you know, pretend to be stronger than they really are. Because, I mean, if, if you act strong, you're going to portray strength, so people are going to treat you with, with uh, the characteristics, characteristics of strength. So that happens. So they show you. Um, but it's different by every case. Then when we have moments of breaking down, you know, people look at you and they go, well, what's wrong with him? He's usually so strong or she's usually so strong or blah, blah, blah. It's because we put our perception, we put our, you know, our belief systems and we put our memories and our associations onto people. Okay. But that's just part of it. Now we get into the aspect that I wanted the shows about is actually um, inside, inside here, inside this meat body. Okay, the body that we're that we uh, walk around with that houses our spirit and moves it through place to place. Okay, this little place that we call you know home. You know, it's it's a two system, body and spirit. And then you have your mind, all the other little aspects, little twerks that go along with it. But our spirit's in there, and it moves in here, and it moves everything. And it's like a car. It's like a vehicle that you're driving. You know, if you take care of it to your best of your ability, it's going to do well. Okay? Now, here's this is what happens. Everything's meant to break down to some, some degree. All the things that we actually have. All the things. My truck, for example, is breaking down. My truck is rusting away. My truck is going through the normal processes that would happen just because she's on planet Earth and because she's prone to, you know, the things that happen on Earth. Things rust, things oxidize, and then they break down. We break down our pieces and parts. Even though we, our spirit lives forever, this particular meat body, it has to have its moment where it doesn't support anymore. But within that, we're learning. You know, there's, there's an old saying, what is it? Um... So much is lost in youth, but then as you get older, you, you have all this knowledge and all this wisdom, and all of a sudden, you know, you wish you had the same body that you had and the same spirit and energy that you had when you were younger. But it's not supposed to be that way. It's just, it just is. It's part of the makeup of society and how we've created it. So inside of us, inside of you, inside of every human being, it doesn't matter good or bad. You know, there are stories that we tell ourselves inside of here. And how we move and how we navigate 
through the world and how we dictate and how we want us to see ourselves. Because the biggest story is how we want to see ourselves. You know, we we want to be good. Generally, most humans want to be good and they want to be well and they want to do things correctly and they want to be in a place where, you know, they, they're contributing to to Earth, contributing to humanity, contributing to the planet, contributing to community. But not everybody's like that, but the majority, yes. The majority, yes. The majority of us are like that. So inside of us is this story we, con- we conjure up, this, this image of how we think we're going to be and why we break down and why we do the things we do. Because inside of us, inside of us, is this, this scenario, <coughs> this story that we've created from our experiences, from, you know, our expectations, from our fears, from our good days and bad days. So we create all these stories inside of us. Inside of us, you know, we're, we're cooking up, you know, what it's like to be human for us, what it means to be human for us, what it means to be in the good space, what it means to be in the positive light, what it means to be you know, a beacon of light, you know, what it means to be ascended. We had a show about ascension last week. We had a show about being awakened. But inside of us, we have to collect all this data and all this information. Some of us are born with that energy very neatly. Naturally, it moves through us. Okay, some of us are just have that ability. And some of us have to work super, super duperly hard to just even feel well about who we are personally, not alone trying to you know, prove to the world that we can do this. Okay, so inside we, we create this, these patterns. We create these memories. We create these experiences, and we put them in our filing cabinet in the, here in our mind. So imagine since, when, since if you were a one-year-old kid, all the things that you've gathered and all the things that you've just recorded in your mind, your little computer in your head, your little supercomputer, you know, and it's moving in there, boom, 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 two years old, three years old, five years old, and then boom, something happens to us. Something out of the blue, or maybe it's not out of the blue, something just boom, all of a sudden we're boom, hit with something. That hit could be a trauma, a loss, an abuse. It could be anything. And here's the thing. Those things help mold us. Those things help build us. Those things are the things that, that actually start to dictate how we see the world and how we're going to function through the world. Now, some of us are good enough and able and work through the process quickly and able to say, well, okay, I was hurt, I was damaged. But now some of us are not. Some of us takes a long time. Some of us, for some of us, it takes a lifetime just to get through the hurts and the pains and all the things that, that happen. Like, I'm not here to tell you it's right or wrong. It's just a process. For me, it's a process. I have to move through these, these areas and these beliefs and these, all these things and these traditions and these, these metaphors that have been built for me and all these stories that have been created for me because that's what happens as, as humans we 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 we're, we're we tell stories we create stories we share stories we were around the fire to keep away the predators you know one time to protect ourselves from things that are bigger than us and that's why as humans we come together and we share these stories and that's why today the insides and everything inside of us that we've worked outwardly we have today all the things that you see outside of us today, and I'm talking about this 3D you know, incarnation that we felt create. Everything, streets, cars, planes, you know, government, uh, jails, you name it. We help create that. We've worked together to do that because it was somebody who had the idea and someone said, inside of me I have this great vision and I want to bring it forward. Because other people aren't necessarily willing to create the vision. Because some of us don't believe that we're able, we're worthy of having these, you know, belief systems to carry on. But we do our best. We do our best. But we work together. And the reason why we have what we have today is because society has worked together. Everybody who's inside their minds, inside their spirits, inside their souls, have outwardly expressed what might be good for us. 500 years to thousands of years from now, none of this that we see today may and may not exist. History has shown and has proven that this no longer will be, it won't last. It doesn't matter how well and how good it is. If it does, you know, then it, 
great. But with that comes a lot of sacrifice. As you can see, just to be a country that we are today, as young as we are, all the sacrifices we have to make in order just to have, you know, what we have today. The, all the things that we have to do today in order to to be well and to do well. And, you know, and then it's, and it's painful sometimes to see what we've created as human. We've created some beautiful things. We've created some really nasty, ugly things, too, as a society. But that's because we allowed that to happen, too, to some degree. And to some point. This, is it wrong? Is it right? No, it's just, it just is now. It is now. Now we have to make the decision, does it serve us? You know, inside of us, we have all these stories, and we have to ask ourselves, does it serve us? You know, because if it doesn't serve us, then we have to move out of that energy of service. How does something serve us? Inside of me, I've created all these scenarios, all these stories, all these, you know, episodes of my life and how they look like. And then I, I move them forward through time and space, back and forth, and I put them into the forward, and I move them backwards, and I go, okay, this is how I'm going to move. This is how I'm going to see things. You know, a lot of us, we judge things by the things that we have association with. You can't really move into spaces without association. If something bad had happened to you before, you're kind of waiting to make sure that that bad thing doesn't happen to you. But we also have the opportunity not to think that way also. But for some of us, it's not that easy to move into and forward, back and forth. I'm a good example of that. Sometimes I get stuck in my own stories. I get stuck in the scenarios and, and the things that I play out and and the way things I think may, may turn or not turn. And, you know, fear is a big problem. Fear is a huge problem. You know, this weekend we had, um, we had a very beautiful uh, shaman hike that we do once a, every, once a year. We do shaman hikes at different locations in Hocking Hills. Because in Hocking Hills there's just uh, was a good exam- prime examples of how you can talk about the upper world, middle world, and lower worlds of shamanism. And how we move through that, how we cycle through that. Just because you're going into Mother Earth, going down into her, coming out of her, moving up outside of the echelons of of her rolling hills. So, you know, we when we processed, and it was a beautiful, and I was, you know, I was the only male in that particular group. I was surrounded by 10 beautiful women who were brought beautiful, amazing energy, who brought some very powerful magic, some very powerful uh, stories. And, you know, and I was very grateful for that. And I want to thank my my beautiful friend, Adriana, who was my anchor. She was actually there to help anchor, you know, the energy from I was the front, she was the rear, and she made sure that no one, you know, got lost or fell off the trail or needed assistance. And so for that, I was really grateful for her to, to do that and hold that space for people. And she did hold space. And it's important because, you know, as much as you want to be able to lead and show and charge away, sometimes when you have a group, a little large group, sometimes we lose a little sight of uh, other people's needs and wants and desires. But also the journey, the shaman hike, the journey was also about learning those things and learning about creating healthy limits and boundaries and knowing when you had enough. And that was the thing. I pushed the group a little bit further than I usually would. I took them a little bit further in a journey just to see where they were spiritually, emotionally, you know, physically. And it was beautiful because it it played out, maybe not necessarily how I had planned it, but it played out how it needed to play. The people who said, because before we got to the, when I pushed it further, we got to the point we were doing the bear, the cave, the bear cave, where we were actually inside these caves, these little, these enclaves, little tiny little spaces, little, little bear caves. And I had people go in there and I had the, each one go in and express and feel in, in a meditative state and feel that energy. And as they came out, you know, I asked them to show me your bear, show me your bear energy. The funny part was I never told anybody to show me your angry bear. I never told anybody to show me your happy bear. Naturally, instinctively, everybody showed their emotions and how maybe what a bear looked like. Some were like, and then some were just like Winnie the Pooh, you know, smiling and then, Others, you know, just a bear like they had just woken up. And some were just, you know, wherever they were. But it was what they needed. It was their journey and what they had to walk. And with the bear medicine is about creating healthy limits and boundaries and, and staying present for one another. And that's super important. 
and we, we we processed through that when we got to the vortex. Now imagine all these hills were moving through Mother Earth, and on the side of these little, you know, drop-offs, these little cliffs, and we're walking on these little tight little spaces, and we're moving through Hawking Hills along these paths, these really narrow paths. Um, I don't think there was ever really a time of where you could really superly get hurt, but you can get twist an ankle pretty easy. You could probably bang yourself up pretty good. But these journeys were to you know to go up these different steps and go through these different cracks and these different twists and bends, just like life, exactly like life, and moving inside of ourselves and moving inside, outside, you know, our spirit working with our physical body. How are we going to navigate this? How are we going to move through this? How how are we going to go through this space? You know, sometimes there were some places where it was really challenging. It was even challenging for me. And I know that it wasn't easy for the group that was with me, but they did their best. And they did their best. And that was the whole that was the whole thing. In the shamanic journeys that we were doing, this is a shaman journey, we're moving through the stages of life. Sometimes it's very simple, straight path. And then sometimes it's 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 a bend, it's a twist, it's a rock in the way, it's a body of water. But then there's beautiful moments in time where you can actually just stop. You could just stop and look around and observe all the beauty that's around you, all the things that that need to be seen. That was the cool thing about the journey that we did. And, um, you know, as we're traveling, I know it was hard for some. I know it was was hard because I could see it. I could see them. They were stuck in their energy and they couldn't process. They couldn't move. And they were moving. They were processing. They were trying to figure it out. It wasn't such a big deal. Once you got through it, it's not such a big deal. But the initial thrust, the initial start, it's always a little more difficult. Because, number one, you don't know me. Number two, we don't know where we're going if you've never been there. Number three, we have to put trust that the process is going to work and help us. Number three, if we don't trust the process, then we have to trust ourselves within the process. And that could be difficult because if you don't know where you're going, it's like going without a map. You're just hoping you're going to land somewhere. But at least in this particular moment, we were able to work together, process together, move through it. And as I've observed from my vantage point, because it's my vantage point and how I project upon you know, what I'm looking at, they did beautifully. They did exactly how they were supposed to do. They moved to the energy exactly how they needed to. And they received what they needed to receive it because it was their journey. It doesn't matter. You know, the mud may help. Some people were slipping. Some people were not. Some people were struggling. Some people were not. But we did get to a point where we had time to stop and reflect. We had a ceremony where we were in the water, in the waterfall, one of the waterfalls. Because in the very beginning, we went to the big main waterfall, and that's where our journey kind of starts, sort of. You know, we get to see the beauty and the the majesty of the water, how it rolls off. And I showed them, you know, uh, a... how to to observe nature by just watching the waterfall and then looking to side to side and how the wire, the rocks look like they were bending and moving because of the optical illusion that's created in our mind. So remember, in our mind, we're creating these illusions, these these optics, these visions, these things that changed how we see the world. So we get to the first journey, the first the first stop is actually the water ceremony, and they were doing the water ceremony. <coughs> Excuse me. And um, this is a blessing. This is this is the baptism. This is remembering Mother Earth and remembering her, her beautiful essence in the water. How valuable she is, and the tears from heaven, you know, that fall and in, in, in water and give sustenance to the earth. You know, without the water, we all perish. It would be very difficult to survive without water on this planet, if at all. And so we did blessings, and each person I asked them, you know, a particular question about what they were wanting to move, what energy they want to move, or what they wanted to receive. And spirit just kind of leads you in those particular moments. That particular journey, that particular ceremony was about their cleansing, about moving their energy and moving what they needed to move out, whatever was stuck. And then I return with a message and something that they need to do. So it was a beautiful... And you know, as you you watch the water, as you watch the waterfall, as the water's falling... You get to see all the bands of the droplets working together, how they come together, how they move together, and how they navigate together and just 
you know, just, it almost looks like a curtain, you know, a curtain, a solid curtain of water just falling. It's pretty amazing, pretty beautiful. And, but yet they're all individual droplets working together for a common good, a common cause, a common, you know, adventure, a common healing, a common um, vibration, a common, you know, ascension, a common, you know, whatever you want to put there. That all these droplets work together. They all manifested together and they all created together as we were doing too in our, on our, on our shaman walk and our shaman journey. And one by one, you know, I did a ceremony. I cleansed and I moved and, and I brought back messages that we need to be moved back. Uh, maybe it was important for them. Maybe it wasn't important for them. Maybe it was something they had to hear. Maybe they something they already heard. Maybe it was a repeat. Maybe it didn't matter. It doesn't really matter. It's just what was and what is that moment. And that moment is the most powerful moment. Whatever needed to be exchanged could have been at a higher level that we can't even explain ourselves. You know, sometimes our verbal expression is, is very limited to how we can express ourselves. And inside of ourselves, in those particular journey that we're moving through, you know, we're trying to work through the struggles and through the things that, you know, are holding us back, the things that are, are obstructing us. And so we continue in our journey as we all as everybody got their cleansing and everybody got their, their ceremonial baptism by water and their cleansing, we continue in our journey. We continue in our journey and, you know, to see and to feel and observe the things. The thing about it in shamanism is all about observation. You know, what are you observing at that moment? What do you see? What's happening? What's happening to you as a facilitator in that particular moment? What's happening to the person who's laying on your table? What's happening to the person who's listening to the drum? What's happening to the person when the rattle's moving? You know, to be observant of everything or not to observe anything at all. But the point was we, we ended up moving through our journey. And then we came to the place that we needed to journey. We came to the place where the, the vortex energy comes in. And I explained to them how some of the trees were twisted and some of them were bent a certain way. And how some of the trees had fallen and broken away from the dirt itself. And just to watch how things, how Mother Nature just reclaims things and how she processes things and how she moves things and how she just twists them and moves them and changes them. It was a it was a beautiful example of her 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 strength and majesty. I was at awe and I was moved by watching uh how that happened. I, I observed and I looked around and I was like, so how many fallen trees had fallen from that, that bank? How new water had cut through her, cut through the land. It moved through it. You know, in, in twenty five years, that whole area, that whole little strip right there where the vortex meets, where all that's changing may not even look the same anymore it may be changed there was a big flood that had come through there a few days prior to and so you could see where things had moved away and not now they're no longer serve and that's kind of how life is and that's inside of us there's things that serve us and things that don't serve us and we have to cut them away or we have to embrace them and figure out a way of using them for some of us it's not that easy for some of us it's very difficult but either way as we moved through our journey, we sat there and we were meditating and thinking and processing and feeling what we needed to feel inside of ourselves. I could see that the things were changing and things were moving and things were starting to go into the places they needed to be. And they thought about the things because the stories that they had told at the water blessing um, were very similar stories to all of us. Fear, love, acceptance, you know, receiving. And, you know, for some of us, it was just nothing it was like oh okay everything's good and you know sometimes that story is the most powerful story that everything's good because there's a lot to work on especially when you don't feel like there's anything wrong you don't have to have anything wrong but sometimes our stories are so deep and so profound that we don't sometimes don't don't want to share that and we're not comfortable with the person we're going to share with but we're willing to go through the process and that's important super important so we move on and then we continue our journey. That's where our journey should have stopped. But I said, we're going to move forward. We're going to push forward. And I asked everybody if it was okay, if we could move through. So we continued more. We probably went another two miles. And um, we're doing good and we're moving good. You know, it was uh, moving and going and being and observing and being observed. The biggest thing is we were being observed too. Um, Mother Nature and all the things around us was, were observing us as well. It wasn't just uh, a one-sided affair. 
that was the beautiful thing that, you know, as much as we were observing the world around us and what was inside of us and how it moved things inside of us, how it triggered the emotions and the feelings, we were also moving energy as we progressed by just the people who were around us, number one. We could see how they would react and respond, and then we could see them how Mother Nature would respond, the birds, the trees, because we had journeys. We had totem animals that came with us from the beginning. We had a crow. The crow came with from the very, very beginning. Okay, for those of you who were at at, at the <clears throat> at the hike. Okay, then we had a butterfly. We had a yellow butterfly, <clears throat> and she followed us the whole time. She was our guide. Was it a different one, our other one? No, for me it was it was the same one the whole entire time. Okay, I mean, we had some pretty pretty amazing things, and we also had the snake totems also. So we had the butterfly transformation, change, uh, acceptance, transmutation, moving through energy, coming from one place to another. We had the crow energy, the raven energy, which is magic, expressing, sharing, messenger, and the magic within our side of ourselves. So that's what we were sharing. That's what we were, we were feeling. And then we had snake energy, the transformation, you know, the, the pure transformation of self from releasing this, the sheds and the skins and the energy of ourselves all the different aspects of us letting go of it, moving slowly with precision, moving <clears throat> very powerfully. And, you know, when we saw the, the, the snake energy, when we were watching the snake up on the tree, we had a lot of questions about that. You know, for some people, the snake could be an evil omen. I don't really think of it, these things as bad omens. They just are. Because the snake can also just be a snake doing its thing, right? And the crow could be just doing the crow thing, just flying around through the forest and through the woods, right? And the butterfly could just be the butterfly flapping its wings, moving through the world. But in this particular journey, we knew that we had specific things that were happening to us, okay? Specific things that were going on us. Who's to say that the crow wasn't curious about what we were doing in his home, her home, depending, you know, if man or female? The crow is going, I wonder what those guys are doing. I wonder if they even call us humans. I don't know what they call us. They probably have a specific word for what we are. And, you know, the butterfly could have been a curious, you know, adventure alongside of us, flying with us, and probably asking the same question. I wonder what all those people are doing. There's something different about these group, about this group of people who are moving through the forest. They're flying through, you know, and walking through and blessing through the waters and stuff. Because I know that. I could feel it. I almost feel like they were watching us the whole time. I could feel Mother Nature. The, the plants, the trees, the mushrooms, you know, the ground, the water, everything was feeling us as much as we were feeling it connecting with us. Because in shamanism, it's all my relations. In Native American traditions, indigenous work, it's all about my relations. It's all the aspects of who we are and how we see the world and how we feel the world. So being connected with everything who we are and how we are, all my relations means all my relations. We were no different than the tree. No different than the butterfly, no different than, you know, the crow that was sitting upon its perch and flying through you know, the woods as we were moving. And, you know, the, these animals came with us. I mean, there was, there was a myriad of things that could have followed us, and there probably were. And then we came to this one part in the journey where we actually came to, I call it the, um, it's the, it's the throne of roots. Okay, for those of you who have ever been to Cedar Falls, there's a big, massive rock that's embedded with roots. A lot of roots coming down upon it, and it just looks like nothing but roots. You wouldn't even know there was a rock there. So in this particular moment, we sat, we meditated, and we processed, and we worked through all the things that we had to work that day. And we laid on specific spaces that we were called to. You know, there was no by-chance things you laid either at the bottom or the top. You were on the tree. You were standing, whatever. Wherever you laid, you were there to get your connection with Mother Earth. And then we sat there for probably a good 10 minutes, 10, 15 minutes maybe. And we closed our eyes and we were so and so embraced and so loved. And this is my expression. So I'm not sure everybody else felt. There are some people on the show here who were there. They want to type how they felt you know, and share with that. I felt so loved 
I felt so embraced and I felt so energetic and I just felt so encompassed and so enwrapped in that energy. You know, it was just like I was part of part of her. Like I didn't know the difference. And when I woke up, I felt so energized and I felt so loved and so warm. I didn't want to get up. I, I wanted to sit there the rest of the day. Personally, I just, it was just such a great energy. And we just looked at each other. We all looked at each other just with these eyes and these without spoken word. And it was just beautiful. And then, you know, and here's someone who was here. Kendra was with us. You can see her comment there, you know, what she felt. And, you know, I was just, I was just, I felt different. I felt very, I feel different today from that journey, all this journey of this weekend. And we continued on our journey. You know, we continued and the butterflies kept coming, which was cool. Um, and just all the different people that passed us. And it was funny, as we progressed, and this is for me speaking, as we progress, our intuition becomes a little more enlightened. Our intuition starts to, you know, <clears throat> be more connected with everything. And then you start to feel that energy. You start to feel it and it starts to move and it starts to, you start to hear things. You start to, to feel things. So anytime anybody passed you, anytime someone went, you know, who wasn't in the group, you could almost feel where they were at energetically. I mean, for me personally, I could feel where they were. And some people I was like, you know, you got to keep moving in front of me. You know, it was like, some people were just, their energy was really beautiful. But you could tell that when people go into the woods, people let go. People let go of everything. And here's Pamela and her, her story, her version of what she felt, you know, being part and being close to earth and mother nature. But, you know, the beautiful thing is we continue on our, on our journey and then we come up to, um, I forget what it's saying. I think it's called whispering, I don't know, whispering hollow, whispering, you know, something. Is This is, hadn't been part of the journey that I hadn't added before. And this is where we came to a bridge, okay, a metaphoric. There, there's a bridge and it's a rope bridge. So it's one of those, imagine a rope bridge with, you know, wood planks on the bottom. Nothing too high, but I'm not, it's still a, it's still a metaphor about crossing that bridge and moving that, moving that energy, you know, where we're going to go from here. And we all start to walk on that bridge. We all start to walk, move one by one on that bridge. And the bridge starts to sway a little bit side to side. And it gets a little bit weird. And there's one plank that's off. And that one little plank throws everything off. Believe it or not, that one little plank that's off, where the bolts are coming off, throws the whole bridge off. You know, it's just one little place that affects everything. So in the story that we're doing and, and what we were moving through in that, in that bridge when we make our decisions of what we're going to cross or not cross, we all crossed. But it wasn't easy and it wasn't hard, but it was a little bit, you know, weird. But I watched and I observed, and I was like, and that plank how moved. Because when I stepped on, I could feel the vibrations and the ripples that had been created by them walking, by the women walking in their energies. And they were, you know, pushing through, you know, the, the waves that come back from the back of them coming to me. And I had to, like, catch myself a little bit and surf it and, and find the rhythm and get in balance and, and to get in harmony with what was happening. It was just one of those things you have to be able to flow and move into that rhythm with them. I was like, um, really touched and moved. And then, you know, when we got off the, off the, off, off the bridge, we moved into the path. We kept moving forward and I could see they were looking for direction and guidance. And uh, we decided we're going to move forward or not. Those who were not willing to move forward, they wouldn't, they would just go. And that's where we ran to our snake. You know, some other people had seen the snake and then we were mesmerized by the snake and, and then its energy sucked us in and we moved into it. We were fascinated how the snake could just move up, travel up this tree, you know, without arms. Remember, it has no hands. It has no legs. It has its full body that it has to manipulate and move. And so the snake, in order to survive, has to figure out how it's going to move up this tree. And I could see where it was processing and thinking. And, you know, people don't think animals think. And they don't, they don't know what they're talking about. Whether they don't have that same, you know, thinking like we do. And I saw the snake going... Should I go this way or should I go this way or maybe this way? It was the snake just looking at another, looking for another branch, kind of like we are. But it was funny because I was watching that. I'm going, 
that snake's processing. That snake's actually thinking. That, that snake's having a, a conversation in its, in its snake mind about which way it's going to go. And, you know, Adriana and I were talking about the snake a little bit. And we, we were all kind of thinking about what the snake was looking for. And I go, maybe it's trying to eat chipmunks. And then she came back later on. She goes, I think it was going looking for eggs. Maybe where birds had left eggs or whatever. And so, and I was like, yeah, that's pretty cool. That's probably what it's, you're probably right. It was probably looking for eggs. And it's probably done it a thousand times. The cool thing is when you look down this tree, the bottom part of the tree, there's really no, there's no branches. And so I was fascinated. I'm going, how did that snake get up there? You know, how did it, I mean, it must have a way to just embrace, you know, the bark and, and grasp it. But, you know, it had to really work about it. It really had to move through its process and had to move through what it needed to do in order to, to survive and to live. And I thought about that. I was like, you know, there was no branches at the bottom. So how to get up there? How to get so high? You know, so, you know, you, you have to think about those things sometimes when you're in that, in that, in that place in your mind. And then we continued our journey. <laughs> and then we came up to this journey. And the only really hill that we encountered was going to to this new place we were going to go. And we had to climb up this, you know, embankment, this, this trail. It was kind of, you know, nice, nice upward slope. And I know that we were trotting and moving. And one of the young ladies, she just, boom, she got to the top. Boom. She was there. She wasn't going to mess around. She, she was already made up her mind. She was there and she was there. And then, I hear, Iggy, then I hear, you know, I think we're done. My friend Pam and her friend, um, they, they, they had enough. They were, they had reached their, their peak. They reached what they needed to gain. They reached what they had to, because physically, maybe they were tired. Physically, maybe they weren't ready to move. Mentally, maybe they weren't, they were, they've had enough. And that's important. And that's what you, that was about creating healthy limits and boundaries. That's exactly what you want to happen in these types of situations where people make decisions that are good for themselves. What's inside them? So whatever was inside them, it was their decision. Yeah, we encourage them. Come on, you can make it, blah, 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 you know. And, um, you know, it didn't, it didn't, that didn't happen because they felt Whatever they needed to feel at that moment, they felt what they needed to feel. And they felt the energy that they had to feel and that they had to express in order for them to get over the hump or not there. Some of us get to certain ports and points in life where this is it. We don't want to go any further. And we're happy with where we're at and we're going to stay right here. Okay? So I was pretty happy that they made that decision. It was a perfect, beautiful decision for themselves. It was a magical decision for them because that's what you want to happen. You want to be able to say, no, I've had enough, or yes, I will continue. And, you know, that was the magic. That what was magical for me to see that occur. They went on their journey going back the way we came. But I guarantee you that the way they saw the journey going back was much different than the journey <laughs> when they came. Because at least now they had a point of reference how to, what they were looking for, how they were going to get back. And that's what was important. The rest of us continued up the hill. And it was a struggle for some of us. For some of us, it was a little bit difficult. For some of us, it was a little bit hard. I know for me, it was, it was a challenge too. You know, because I, I haven't been hiking as much as I would like to like that, to that capacity. And then finally, I got to the point where, you know, I was just... Um, I, I had to push too. I had to go inside myself and say, I'm going to go further because my calf was hurting. It was hurting really bad, my right calf. I don't know if I had stepped wrong or whatever, but it's an old soccer injury. It was an old injury that I've had, but you know, I didn't think it would ever flare up, but it did flare up. And that, um, but there was something inside me that really had to move forward and I had to, you know, talk to myself and process through myself and move through that energy. And then we get to the top and we all congregate. And, you know, your mind is processing that journey of just coming up the hill and being up on that hill, taking a breath and going, wow. And I remind everybody it's going to be a lot easier going down the hill. So 
you won't have to worry so much. It'll go down. You'll go down quicker than you came up. And we continue our journey. We continue our journey, and we arrive to the destination of choice forever, a place where we just take a break and take a nap or, you know, whatever we, we needed to do, whatever we had to share. So everybody got their snacks. They ate. They talked. They processed. They shared. They felt what was inside them. We communicated. And then we did a pipe ceremony. In the pipe ceremony, I was it was instruction of how, how to do the pipe, what the pipe represented, you know, to some degree, very brief, not completely, not completely everything that we wanted to talk about. But, you know, because we were also mentally, you know, a little bit exhausted and a little bit tired. But the cool thing was that when we got there, we, we were all, we all had to accomplish something together. We all had all had gotten to a place where we all experienced something that was very similar together. But yet it was our own experience in the process. Even when we shared the pipe at the end and we, we opened, I opened my bundle with that, we had a moment to reflect about what our journey meant to us and what, how we were going to move forward with that and what it meant to you know, move into the spaces like that. I was pretty happy about what we did. But the cool thing was when we got to the end of this particular, this particular journey, it was about letting go and releasing. And... Um, not necessarily cutting ties in the sense of, you know, we're done, we're finished, but it was about moving on to the space that you needed to move now, where you needed to be now, and where you had to go next. And I said, now the journey's yours to move on to the spaces that you need to move, where you need to be. I'm not going to go back with you. You know, I'm not going to be walking back. We're not walking back together as a group unless we want to. Because I wanted them to experience, I wanted the young ladies to experience what they needed to experience on the way back. I had already pointed out and shown them things uh, about nature and things, how we process and work through shamanism in the beginning and through the journey. But now I wanted to take them and apply that or experience whatever they needed to experience on the way home for them. And um, we did that. That happened. And I'm pretty sure everybody had their own stories, their own versions of what that looked like. And, um, you know, some of us, we crossed paths again on the way home through the journeying on the, on the trail. And some of us, we didn't, some of us, we just moved, kept, kept going. Cause when I look back, when we came back, they were, everybody was pretty much gone for a couple, a couple group of people who were still kind of playing and having fun. We took some pictures and stuff, but it was, it was neat to see where they were at and how they were able to be free and cut loose from the ties of somebody, you know, holding them and showing them. Now they had <clears throat> stories to create for themselves. They had stories to create, about their journey, about what they did, you know, and and just play. It was about being in play. And I see Pam's right here. When Beth and I walked back, we had so much fun. We were like little girls. See, that's my point. That's what you want to happen in these particular journeys when you do journeying with people. We did a journey. We did a spiritual journey. We actually went into parts of ourselves in this journey for those of you who were on the journey, those of you who are listening to the show who went with me on Saturday, you went through the struggle. You fought through the things. Some of us, For some of us, it was hard. For some of us, it was easy. But on the way back, it was your own. You got to rewrite the story. <clears throat> you got to rewrite the experience. You got to rewrite what it was like. And, um, <clears throat> and so I was hoping that's what would happen. And I'm glad that I'm getting some, you know, validation for that. Pamela, thank you for that. I really appreciate that. That's what you happened, and that's what you enjoyed and what you experienced. Because those are the things you want to happen when you're teaching someone uh, your ways, and you're teaching somebody uh, shamanic, you know, the path of sh- shamanism. That you know that as you do the work, it's your medicine. And I I really hit home with that. It's that it's your medicine. Then, you know, at that point, everybody had left. Everybody was pretty much gone at that point. And it was just myself and Adriana, and we, we, we walked back and we talked. And she was, her feet was exhausted. She was tired and she's worn out, you know, because you know it takes a lot of work to do this work, and to do that hike, and you know, so we were here what six miles maybe, altogether between ups and downs and hills and turns and twists. I think that's how much we walked. I'm not familiar, but something along that. And then we talked about all the animals and the things that we saw, and 
we we were walking, and then all of a sudden you looked, and you see the shadow above us, and it was the it was the crow. The crow was, had followed us all the way. You know, she had pointed out, look, it's a crow, and I'm like, oh, it's David two crows. <laughs> but regardless, but it was the crow. The crow was still still infatuated and still curious and, and wanted to know what was happening. And she said, well, maybe it's building a nest or something. And I said, it could be. But the cool thing was that crow was with us from start to finish because it, it ended up going all the way back with us all the way to the parking lot. And it probably made a couple stops here and there. And then the butterflies were still there. You know, so we had the, the, the butterfly medicine was still with us all the way through. And then we had the water medicine still walking through. But we had to really struggle. We had to really work to get out of that space. And, you know, and we were, and I was, I was a little gimpy getting out, but I was like, oh, I'll get out of here. I'll make it through, you know. And, uh, you know, I kept trekking and kept walking. And I see Kendra said that then on the way back, it was beautiful for us too. We goofed off, reflected, and found rocks sparkling. Cool. See that? That's amazing. That's, that's what we want. That's what we wanted to hope to happen, that you had fun, that you had a great time. That was the whole purpose of these these uh, these ceremonies and these walks and these, these gatherings and working together. Because that's how we share and that's how we, that's how we learn when we're in a childlike state. Not childish, but a childlike state of mind where we can play. And so we walked back and, you know, and it was a struggle. We had to stop a couple of times. We had to, you know, we were also processing about, you know, our work and how we were moving this you know group through the woods and through the hike trails and i tell you and we were like well you know we got a set of steps coming up right (laughs) we were just talking about that so it was pretty funny and i was thinking about yeah the last leg was probably the last leg was you know as much as we had gained that day we still had to go back we had to go back through and tread through but but the treading wasn't so it was different it was more appreciative. It was more, you know, love. There was more, there was more good about it than there was bad about it. And there was nothing bad for me, but, you know, as you went up the hill, down the hill, through the hill, run through the different people that ran through you, sometimes the trail didn't look the same. Sometimes it looked different and it looked uh, not so hard like it was in the beginning. It was a little bit more, um, more gentle. So inside of us, we're more moving and we're progressing and flowing. So inside of me, you know, I was thinking about the things that were going to move me forward to get me to where I wanted to be and to, to get to my goal. And I finally got there. And then I got to the last, very last set of steps. And I tell you, those steps were not as difficult as I thought they were going to be. Because in the past, they have been difficult, you know, because, you know, whatever we were processing, working as a group. But it wasn't so hard this time. Even though I had my leg was a little bit, you know, a little gimped to my calf, I progressed up and down. And I tell you, we started talking about, you know, certain things that, you know, we heard on the radio, certain things that we, we felt and we, we had listened to. She was telling me a story about what happened, you know, on her radio, things that she had to hear about. Um, but putting mud in your eyes, you know, how you know, Jesus had, you know, healed one person with uh, and that, put mud on his eyes and told the Pharisees, go tell the Pharisees and blah, blah, blah. So that story, you know, there's all kinds of metaphors and things that happen and things that trigger your mind and things that move your energy. And then finally we get to the top and we're just like, you know, you're really appreciative when you get to the upper world and you're like, wow, I can breathe differently. I can think differently. I'm not thinking. So you're processing and working through it and you're bringing them back to pieces and parts. So Pamela, Kendra, everybody who was there, you're bringing back those pieces and parts. You're bringing back whatever you needed to bring back in that journey because you went on a soul retrieval. You went on a soul retrieval of nature. And nature nature brought back the pieces that you needed to, to feel, that you needed to you know, observe, that you needed to put back into your spirit and apply it to how you want to live and how it's possible to live, how it's possible to move through that energy. Nature... <clears throat> helped you see and realize when you've had enough nature had a way to say okay what do we do next how do we go into the spaces we need to move you know if you remember all the stories and all the places i showed you the little you know the little tucked away parts in the dark little 
spaces and how you all shared your stories and what you thought it was, you were inside the big one. You know, when we inside, we were, when I was talking in the beginning, how, what's down inside that little cave, that little space? From the very beginning, we walked right into that space. We walked right into who we are and how we thought and how we see ourselves. And we traveled down into Mother Earth's energy, down deep into her spirit, and pulled back. Because if you remember in the beginning, we did the heart, tree to heart ceremony, where we put our hand on the tree, heart on another human. We were going around how we were connecting, how the energy was flowing, calibrating with her. So hopefully you brought back something, you know, in the journey on Sunday. Hopefully you left something behind also so the earth can recycle it because that was the whole journey is to express and feel what you needed to express to go inside ourselves and to validate those stories or rewrite those stories because inside our stories when we project the beautiful things inside of us and when we move that energy inside of us we project it outward to the world and the world sees that the world says they're different there's something about these people that are are amazing. There's something about what they're doing. Something about them is different. Something about them is energized. Something about them is just powerful. So on on Saturday when you were going through that journey, you were going into the pieces and parts of yourself and how you navigate through life and how when you become you come into an obstruction, how you move through it or you don't move through it or around it or through above it beside it so in side so you either go in or you go to the side so that's what inside is we either go in or we sidestep it and we move around it or we go in through it so when i say inside we either go into it around it accept it or reject it We'll come back and visit another day. So when we manifest what's inside of us, and when we believe what's inside of us, and we believe that the energy that's inside of us, that the world needs to see it, you'll share it with the world. And you shared with the world. The world is not people. The world is not just people. The world is the animal kingdom, the plant kingdom, the rock kingdom, the dirt, everything you shared with the world. You made the world a better day, a better moment by expressing and sharing what was inside of you. You 10 ladies shared the magic. You raised the vibration. You raised your vibration. And by raising your vibration, we made amazing things. And you know, it was supposed to rain that whole weekend. It was supposed to rain and thunderstorm that whole weekend. Okay, that whole weekend was supposed to be pretty crappy. But you know what? The intention was set. For 10 or 11, including myself, beautiful human beings, not that we wanted rain, not that we didn't matter, not that it, that we created a vortex of love, a vortex of energy, a vortex that we just, whatever we needed to share. When we left, it rained and it thunderstormed like crazy. And I have validation of this because somebody called me and told me and said, it rained like crazy. And then all the beautiful rainbows that we got to see on the way home was amazing. The rainbows were totally amazing. Full, half, everything. We didn't have, we had a rainbow all the way to Columbus. So there's the magic. When you're looking for it and you want to see it, how many people didn't see the rainbows? But we had the eyes, the heart, the spirit, the mind. The feelings to feel that. Thank you guys for listening to this beautiful story about inside. I will talk to everybody later. I will have a show on Wednesday and then we'll have a show on Monday next week. I love you guys very much. Be well. Take care. Be well. Ho'oponopono. Much love. Um, look for me at IggyGarcia.com. Visit me on Facebook at Iggy Garcia. Thank you guys. I'll talk to you soon. Stay in touch. We'll see each other soon. And, um, you know, let's go on some more journeys. All right. Love you guys.
Till the tears run down from my eyes, Lord, somebody, ooh, somebody, can anybody find me? Somebody to love. Alexa, play hits from Queen. Okay. Somebody to love. With Amazon Music, a voice is all you need. Get tens of millions of songs. Download the Amazon Music app today.